Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast of Noonan First United Methodist Church. We have a couple of quick announcements before we get into this week's sermons. On Monday, April 27th, we are expecting to hear from the bishop and cabinet about their guidelines for North Georgia United Methodist Churches and when we should expect to reopen for in-person worship services and events. We have already heard that it won't be until at least mid-May, but we'll send out an email as soon as we get the word. Speaking of emails, if you don't already get the emails that we send, like the in-between, make sure you're on our email list by visiting the website, noonanfumc.org, then at the top right of the page, hover over Media, then choose Email List from the drop-down. Fill out and submit the form to be added to the list. Also, note that we use the same email list for most of the emails that go out, so if you get an email for a ministry that doesn't apply to you, just delete it. Don't unsubscribe. Then you won't be removed from the list and miss any emails that you are interested in. Finally, we announced last week that Fede Apasena will be joining our staff as an associate pastor. If you didn't see his intro video, visit our Facebook page found at facebook.com slash and scroll down to check it out so you can get to know him and his family before he starts in July. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll hopefully see you very soon. Today's scripture lesson is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do you not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in his word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But he had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? 
they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them, assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Most of us are familiar with this passage today. This is the well-known Emmaus story. This text is the basis for the walk to Emmaus spiritual pilgrimages that many in our congregation have participated in. And it gives us a glimpse at some of the previously unnamed disciples and followers of Jesus. The scene opens with these two who are identified as disciples walking along the road together toward their home. We can imagine the scene based on the little clues we get a little later. It's sometime on Sunday, a few days after the crucifixion. They are still in shock and sadness at all that has happened. If you've ever been extremely sad yourself, you can guess that they aren't walking along the road very quickly as they discuss all that has happened in the last few days. Then we are told that Jesus appears walking along beside them, but they are prevented from recognizing him. They welcome this apparent stranger to walk with them and begin telling him all the things that have happened in the last few days that have them feeling feeling sad and distraught. They had thought Jesus would be the one to redeem Israel, and yet now he is dead. Now, we've all been there. Things are going along smoothly. We thought we knew how everything was going to turn out. The perfect school, the perfect job, the perfect relationship, then it doesn't go at all how you pictured it going in your head. It all falls apart. And you feel as if the world is going to end. This is basically what they tell the stranger about all that Jesus had meant to them. They may have had to explain about Jesus since this stranger didn't seem to know who Jesus was. And the recent events that had happened there in Jerusalem in order for this stranger to understand why they were so distressed as they were walking along but they only have to give the briefest outline of how Jesus died in order for the stranger to understand that part. Saying he'd been handed over to be sentenced to death and then crucified would have been enough. Only the Roman authorities could sentence someone to death, and crucifixion was a particularly gruesome execution reserved for certain classes of people and certain crimes. Even if the stranger did not know Jesus... He would know that much. That would tell him a lot about this person that they were so sad about. After providing the overview of all that Jesus had taught them and then this brief recounting of his torturous death only a few days before, the story turns. I can almost imagine Cleopas kind of chuckling darkly as he tells this stranger about the claims of the women from that morning. Maybe he chalks it up to hallucinations and their grief. Maybe he thinks they're just making things up. Truth is, he doesn't really quite know what to make of these stories. But as he makes his way home after the turmoil and emotional pain suffered in the last few days, he can't help but share this last tidbit with this stranger as well. The women claimed they showed up at the tomb that morning and it was empty. 
Not only that, they saw a vision of angels telling them that Jesus is alive. Can you believe it? I can just see Cleopas shaking his head in disbelief as he tells this tale. Sure, some of the other disciples had gone out to the tomb and verified it was empty, but none of them reported visions like the women had. Now, of course, the companion with Cleopas, the other disciple walking along with him, is given no words here. In fact, the other disciple is not even given a name. Some have suggested that this is because the other disciple is Cleopas' wife. As the other disciple is not giving the honor of a name and as they share a home together, it does make a certain amount of sense. If this is his wife, I can imagine her rolling her eyes at him as he shares this story. So now I'm trying to imagine a time in our, in our modern world when we would continue to share a journey with someone after what happens next in the story. This stranger calls them fools for failing to understand what they had experienced. Seriously, I, I want you to try and imagine this. Imagine you're walking through the park one day and you're feeling sad. Perhaps someone close to you has died or you've just received the worst news you've ever received. And someone, a stranger, notices that something is wrong, that something's bothering you, and they they come over and strike up a conversation to ask what's going on with you. And so you walk along for a time telling a story of all that you've been through And then their first response is to call you a fool. I suspect most of us wouldn't have stuck around to hear why they thought we were a fool. At best, I imagine we would call them something perhaps unkind, something you can't repeat at church, and would have stormed away. At worst, I imagine this could have led to some sort of physical violence of one sort or another. But not here. Maybe some sort of divine influence, the same divine influence that keeps them from recognizing Jesus, keeps them from sending this stranger away after calling them fools. But in that moment, whatever the reason, we get our first glimpse at another way of being. They decide to hear the stranger out rather than making assumptions and immediately sending him away. It is perhaps a small thing, but it's a hint of something bigger still to come. And so as they continue walking, this stranger, Jesus in disguise, explains all of their scriptures from Moses through the prophets. Perhaps now they are ready to hear what Jesus had tried to teach them about all along. Perhaps now they are finally able to comprehend how all that has happened, all that Jesus had taught them before, even the confusing story told by the women that morning, all of it is in fulfillment of the scriptures. Now eventually they do make it to Emmaus. Try to imagine how long that walk took. Seven miles over dirt roads when you are feeling so distraught and overwhelmed by grief. Even with this stranger for company and his way of discussing things, I'm sure the journey took much of the day, and so it is nearly evening by the time they get home. 
As they near their home, this couple invite the stranger to join them for the evening. Perhaps the conversation was just so engaging that they did not yet want it to end. Perhaps they feared that for this stranger being out after dark with no other place to go and no protection from the night. Perhaps they were simply trying to be kind. Whatever the reason, they invited this stranger who opened his conversation with them by calling them fools to come into their home for the night. They offered him a place to sleep. They invited him to share a meal with him, with them. As they sat at the table, he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to him. And in that moment, they recognized him. Now normally, this is the key point, the key takeaway from this passage. As those disciples gathered to share a meal, Jesus was recognized in their midst in the breaking of the bread. This is an element of our own worship life together. One of the times we are most aware of Jesus in our midst is when we come to this table and we break bread and share it together. And while we cannot physically gather together right now as a single body, we can, as these two disciples did, remember and recognize Jesus in our midst every time we come to the table in our own homes. In the past, in reflecting on this passage, I would have finished my message reflecting a bit further on the part of the story on this part of the story and all that was possible in the lives of these disciples after they had recognized Christ in their midst but something different struck me this time yes it was at the moment that the bread was broken that the disciples finally realized who it was at the table with them but we cannot forget all that happened along the way up to that moment leading them there to that realization. For in truth, Jesus was there with them the whole time, even though they failed to recognize him. He was there with them as they walked that sad journey home. He was there with them as evening approached. He was there with them as they entered their house. He was there with them as they prepared a meal and brought it to the table for all of them to eat. This stranger had approached them on their journey home. They were under no real obligation to journey with this person that they did not know, especially after he calls them fools. And yet, they continued to journey with him and continued to have this conversation As they approached their home, they chose to perform an act of service for this stranger. They invited him into their home. They invited him to to their table, and they served him a meal. And it is in the midst of this act of service that they recognized him. Yes, they recognized him as he broke the bread with a blessing, but it was their service that made it possible for them to recognize that Jesus was there with them at all. Without their act of service, chances are they never would have realized that Jesus 
was the stranger that had traveled with them that day. Without their kindness to one who we would perceive as acting rudely to them in the first place, this story would likely not be here for us to read today. And yet, here we are today, still telling this story, still reflecting on these two disciples. As we move through these times of uncertainty, we can have some sense of the sadness and the distress that these two were feeling on their way home that day. Many of us long to gather together again so that we can be reminded of the body of Christ gathered together so that we can recognize Christ in our midst as we break bread together. But we must also remember that it is through our kindness and our service to others that we welcome Christ into our midst. It is our welcome and our actions that open us to the possibility of meeting Christ and all of those that we meet every day. While we continue in these trying times in which nothing seems to make sense, we remember our place in the story. We are reminded that Jesus is here with us even when we cannot recognize him. We remember that we are called to love and to serve others. We remember that through this love and service, others will come to recognize Christ in our midst. We remember that through our compassion to one another, we open ourselves to recognize that Christ is here with us. May we continue to be the body of Christ to a world in need of God's love. Amen.